Oh, welcome in live to the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. This is Camel Call Live with Campbell Head football coach Mike Minter. I'm Chris Haymeyer. And to kick us off, as always, we will be talking to the coach. As joining me now, he is the two-time national champion at the University of Nebraska, an NFC champion in his 10 years with the Carolina Panthers. He is our head football coach, Mike Mincher. And coach, you and the Camels, a big road test last Saturday at Richmond, taking on the second-place team in the conference, the hottest team in the league next to Delaware. They are a playoff participant last year, former national champion, and it really couldn't have started much better for you guys after a defensive stand. Tell me about that first offensive series and what you saw. Well, uh, you know, I, I think we got the ball to our playmakers. Um, we was in the rhythm. And, um, you know, Hodge was able to um, continue to put pressure on the defense. And, and um, you know, that's our, our um, M.O. is to try to come out and, and attack um, your defense and, and all the different ways that we can do that. And so, you know, that that's really what we're mixing up, run, pass, and um, just a great start um, to it. But, you know, before that, for the first time in a long time, um, a defense went out first, and, and they was able to get their first stop and, and, and kind of get the momentum going. And, and Chris, when you look at it, uh, we get the next stop, and, and um, they got to punt the ball. Now, we get that football again, it, it's, it's going to be um, an interesting first half, right? And, and they fake the punt um, in their own territory. It's about eight yards. I think it's fourth and eight. And, um, you know, great call because he, he had to do it. Now, the amazing thing is, is that, um, you know, Coach Williams all week long talked about the fake punt. Yeah. Be ready for it. This one particular. And, um you know, the guys was prepared and, and didn't make the play. Um, and, and I thought it was a, a big play for the first half to keep them guys into the game. Um, because, again, if we get the football, man, we it's, it's, it's going to be tough on, on them because we had them on their heels. And that I think that fake punt gave them some momentum to kind of get, uh, you know, their footing and, and uh, was able to make plays then from that point. Yeah, I thought that that first quarter, one of the best first quarters that, uh, that, that I've seen your defense play. What, what did you think about it coming in against a really tough team and, and going toe-to-toe -to -toe with them? Well, you know, it, it's a – what I told my guys, I said this is really what playoff football looked like at, at a high level. Um, it, it's not going to be something where, you know, one team dominates the other. It's going to be a, you know, a heavyweight – um, about early on, and, and, and you you got to stay in it, and um, you can't judge the process of where you at. You just got to stay in the moment, in 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 the present moment, and um, and so I was proud of my guys are doing that. The defense really played well in that first half to, you know, give us an opportunity to hold them to ten points, and um, you know, because our offense we we couldn't we couldn't get it going. Now we only have four I think four possessions. Um, during that time, and, and um, you know, Richmond did a, a, a great job of, you know, I think balling up one of the best offensive, um, you know, teams in, in the country. And, and so you got to give them credit uh, for their defense, too, and, and, and what they was doing. So it was a defensive battle in that first half. And, and um, you know, I didn't, I didn't think um, this year <laughs> it, it would be too many of those type of defensive battles going in in the first half. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Your, your offense has been so dominant, and, and then the way that they scored, that they've done so good in the first couple series, that your scripted series, they have done so well. What do you attribute that to, the fact that, man, when you have uh, those plays you practice all week, it's nearly impossible to stop? Well, it's, it's um, I, I think the connection of what the coaches try to do with the players, right? Here's what we're going to do. This is what we're trying to attack. This is why. Um, and be ready for your moment when, when, when it comes. And so, you know, you you, you got to give Coach Whedon and the, and the offensive coaches a lot of credit of watching film, coming up with great calls, and attacking the right things. Um, and, and that's normally what happens in, in that first half. But, again, I, I thought uh, Richmond did a great job of adjusting really, really fast to what we was trying to do to them 
Um, and, and we stalled out a couple of times um, in that red zone, you know. And, and so that was that was tough because um, normally we, we scoring at an 86, 88% clip at scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Um, now we was able to get some field goals, um, you know, in that third quarter in the red zone. But, man, I was just proud of the fact that these guys, you know, was fighting and they was playing hard, they were playing with effort. Um, and then the fourth quarter came. Yeah. And, again, I point to the fact that although your offense up a very good defense, not putting out the production that we've been used to, but your defense kept you in that game. I think a lot of people would have been worried about what the score of the game is going to be at the end of the third quarter if Campbell has just 13 points and one touchdown. You had just 13 points and one touchdown, but you were trailing 16 to 13. Your defense – kept you in this game for yeah. three quarters. Man, that, you know, <laughs> hey, Chris, we, I don't think we've been saying that um, early on in the year. The defense is getting better, right? And, and the score, of course, you look at it 44-13, you say, well, dang, Coach, you gave up 44 points. But it was, it was how those 44 points came in the fourth quarter. Um, it, it definitely wasn't indicative of how the defense played and, and you know, holding that team to, you know, just over 100 yards rushing, which before last week and the week before that, um, you know, it was tough. It was tough for us to stop the run. So um, for us to be able to do that is, is a big step uh, for the defense. And so I was proud of that. But, man, that, it, it, it stings because you're going into the fourth quarter with the football. And, um, you know, unfortunately – um, you know, man, I'm gonna put that on me. It's third and long, and that man, look, just hand the ball off, throw a screen, do something else, and 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 we try to get the first down, and and um, you know they intercepted the ball and ran it down the sideline. A lot of people gonna look at Hodge and say, man, what, what, what are you doing? You know that type thing. But uh, a defense, uh, most of the time, is gonna win those situations, um, and that's why you just need to hand the ball off and and uh, punt the ball and play some more defense and see um, because it was a possession game and a uh, field position game. And so let's not give them extra possessions. Um, we're turning the football over, and then we did it three times in a row, um, which was really, really huge because that, you know, they score, we responding, um, and then, you know, second and two, we get hit in the pocket, fumble the ball, they get the ball back. And, um, you know, now, now it's just you know, a, a snowball effect of the momentum going the wrong way. Yeah, um, absolutely, because people that just looked at the final score had, had no idea that that was a ball game um, going into, into that fourth quarter. And then you were put up against the wall. You realized how much was on the line, and then you were going for it. And, and against a team like Richmond, it, it is so hard to play from behind against a team like that. No, it really is. Any, any great football team – um, that's out there. If they get a lead, it's going to be really difficult to um, try to come back from that. Um, you know, because now they can really come after your quarterback. Um, they can set in zones and, and, and really make you make tough decisions uh, with the football. And, and that's what they did. And But that's, hey, hats off to them. Great job in the fourth quarter by their football team making a play. Um, when you end championship playoff type football games, um, it's really the team who makes the first mistake is really yeah. um, going to lose that game. And, and we made it. You know, we made the first mistake through the interception. They score, and then now you, you, you kind of a, a different ball game, right? And, um, and, and you know, we, we got to learn from that. Take care, take care of the things you need to take care of in the fourth quarter and don't try to win it by yourself or don't try to win it with one play. Let's play the game, possessions, and field position. You, you said an interesting thing there that they echoed on the broadcast. This was a broadcast uh, uh, regionally on, on Masson, and the announcers there said at the beginning of the game, this is a playoff elimination game, uh, essentially. It, it's not quite that black and white. Uh, there's still a lot of football to play, but you guys were basically starting your playoffs here a month from the season, and it really felt like that coach through the first three quarters. No, it, 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 it was, um, Chris. It was a, it was a playoff-type game. And, um, you know, I've, I've seen the playoff teams that, 
that that have played at that level, and and um, that that was that type of game. And and you know, normally you you get into a game like that. Um, normally you just get beat up the whole game, and and um, that that wasn't the case. And 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 so we're not we're not far off, man. <laughs> it, it 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 makes you sick because you understand how close you are. And and um, but you know, at the end of the day, you got to get it done. And and um, we didn't get it done as an organization, nor as um, as as players. And so uh, we got to look at that, and we got to get back in the in 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 the um, and you know back in the, I guess, workshop and, and kind of figure it out and and um, see um, what we can cook up and, and, and get ready. You know, lick our wounds, let's come back, let's be excited, let's play with some effort, let's play with some attitude. And um, and I think um, when you look at that and you bounce back, because people only look at how you respond to bad situations. They, they, they really don't care about um, the bad situation, just respond right. And that's the challenge for my young people and my coaching staff this week. Well, I, I think, Coach, that has been something you and I have talked about that has been a big difference in your team this year, the fact that you have been dealt some close losses, some, some tough losses, and you have been able to come right back, bounce back, get back to center, as you love to say, but, but you have played really well after losses this year no absolutely and, and that's why you know i'm so excited about this this football team and and um, really what they bring to the table because chris they, they they are able to bounce back and they are able to get back to center to then focus on the task at hand and um you know this week it happens to be a fbs opponent um in in north carolina so you know we hey look we we, we got to get ready you got to get your mind right you got to get your body right so you can recover. That was a hard physical football game. Um, it, it, it was probably the, the, the most physical football game that we've been in this season. And now you have North Carolina um, at their place. Um, and so, you know, at noon, it, it's, it's going to be a, a week that I don't have to motivate any kid because they know um, that it's their opportunity to, you know, play against some of the big boys and and um, man they looking forward to it i'm looking forward to it to um, see see what type of football team they have and and um like again i told my guys guys listen all we got to do is just go in there and just play sound tough football and um you, you let everything else fall the way it's gonna fall uh, i was gonna ask you what was your message to your team after the game at Richmond? Yeah, well, after the game at Richmond, man, I, what, what I told them is, guys, look, this is what football at a high level looks like, okay? And so now you got an opportunity to see that, feel that, on the road, great football team, they ain't going to make mistakes. Now you know what you got to come up against because you're going to have that same type of football team when you play Delaware um, in a couple weeks. And so you got to be ready for that. And so prepare for that. So use this week of North Carolina to get you ready um, to fight against Delaware. And, um, man, that's a huge game for us. And it's a senior, you know, senior night. And, and, and um, we want to win. And, and, and so we're going to have, um, you know, all our focus <laughs> coming into that week ready to rock and roll. And so this is really what I was telling them. Um, you know, after the game, and you know, guys, look, the will of a man is 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 a tested in football, and in that fourth quarter, your will was tested, and you didn't pass the test. And so, what wh what are you gonna do <laughs> to make sure that you pass the test the next time? And and that's really the preparation of of um, people and and what it takes to bounce back to respond. And we can't wait to respond because uh, we, we, you know, that, that hurt. But we're excited to get back on the field to respond so we can show people really, you know, who we are in 2023. And a, uh, a big test coming up this weekend, which we will talk about after the break. A couple of big games coming up back to back. And it starts at Chapel Hill coming up this Saturday. We'll talk about Campbell and Tar Heels when we come back after the break. This is Camel Call Live.
Oh, welcome back to Camel Call Live from the County Seat Sports Grill in downtown Lillington. No live show next Monday because of the basketball doubleheader we have as Campbell men's and women's basketball starts at Gore Arena, 5.30 and 8 o'clock. But our weekly visit with Campbell head coach Mike Mincher will be there on the Camel Call podcast where you can listen to later in the week. So we'll still get coaches' thoughts on what happens this past weekend, get the preview coming up for the final home game of the season against uh, Delaware. So there is just one home game left that is coming up in two Saturdays. We'll talk a little bit about that. It's a 1 p.m. start as Campbell takes on fifth-ranked Delaware at 1 p.m. on senior day. But coming up this Saturday, the big one, at noon, it's nationally televised on the ACC Network. For the first time ever, Campbell takes on UNC. Uh, this starts a amazing run, really, where Campbell in the next eight years will take on all four ACC teams in the Carolinas, UNC, NC State, Duke, and then Wake Forest. But let's talk about that. You know, we, we played ECU before. We, we, we played Wake Forest. It was during COVID, so that was different. But to play Chapel Hill, that storied program having an unbelievable year, coming up this Saturday. What, what does that mean to you in the program? Well, I mean, it, it shows you how far we've come, Chris. I mean, coming in here with non-scholarships and then now able to be able to be on ACC Network um, playing North Carolina, which is, you know, really, really big for, for us as a program, uh, for recruiting, and, um, you know, also for Campbell. It, it's, a, it's a great opportunity to showcase um, the university and, and what we have been doing, um, you know, from the academic side of things and, and um, how all the programs have, you know, sports programs, athletic programs have been flourishing. And, and so it's just an opportunity to shine some light on what we've been doing here at Campbell Nation. You know, you go back to that COVID year, and I talked about that's when Campbell played their first ACC team in Wake Forest. Going into that year, you said, look, we're, we're not playing anything in the spring. We're not, we're not going to play a conference thing. That would be too much on our guys. But, but you had challenged our administration to go out and get the best games that they can for the most exposure. And, and I tell you what, Coach, when, when you think back to that where four games against four FBS teams – Three of those games were on national TV. You were on the ACC Network. You were on straight-up ESPN one time. You know what a boost that gave to this program. It's something that, that, that you still are, are reaping the benefits of today, isn't it? No, we really are. I mean, you, you look at everything that we've been doing in the last couple of years from a recruiting standpoint. Um, the Camel brand is out there now, and, and um, that, that is what launched Campbell brand football to – um, the, you know, to the United States and, and, and we able to now go into places that most FCS teams can't go into and, and, and get some talent um, to try to help, you know, build this program to be a powerhouse in the CAA and to be a powerhouse in the FCS. And so, um, you know, that's, that's what we're building towards and, and um, 2020 uh, was the launching pad that we used um, to, to make that happen. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because a, uh, a, a couple of Californians were, are, were coming up not only on the two deep, but a, uh, you have him listed as a tight end, but, but he looks like a guy that could be an NFL receiver. Again, talk about kind of him and, and getting him from California, literally the farthest away from Bowie's Creek that you could go <laughs> to get somebody. Talk about that. Well, you know, we, we got a lot of guys uh, from that Cali um, area last year, and and um, Valdez is just one of the ones that um, is able to come in and, 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 and play. Um, and then Merriweather is another one that's playing on the defensive line um, and, and, and getting some snaps at, at D-tackle. And so, um, and then you got, uh, you know, some more guys who kind of use their four games for their red shirt. And um, but these guys want to be really good. They're going to be really good. So they're young, they're talented. Um, and it's opening up doors for more, you know, California players to come here and play for us. I think we signed a, you know, got some commitments from a couple other um, three-star California guys. Um, you know, this past um, home game when we played Maine, they came in for official visits, and I think they're announcing all that stuff today. And so 
um, which which is really really good to continue to keep that pipeline going. Yep. Um, when you show that young people can come here, thrive uh, from California, and and um, and get themselves an opportunity um, to further their career after playing here at Campbell. You gave us a little bit of a hint of it a, a couple of weeks ago in the bye week saying, where did some of your guys going? I was thinking you would say, oh, California, Florida, that. And you said, we sent a guy to Europe. And then all of a sudden, um, you're making offers to guys. It's all over the Internet. Um, you are one of the few FCS teams that, that took the time took the effort to go over there, and it seems to be paying off. Uh, again, something that you're doing out of the box to get this program known worldwide. No, it's a, a, Chris, we're we going to go wherever they at. And I'm talking they, meaning <laughs> football players that can <laughs> yeah. play. Uh, we, we, we coming, and, um, and, and, and we're going we're gonna, to um, come get you and, and, and bring you to Bowie's Creek. And once you get here, um, you, you're going to commit because it's a, it's a place where – um, you don't understand until you get here on campus. And I know we're going to get you to commit once mom and dad come because there's no other program out there that's going to offer the things that we can offer to a young man uh, to get him developed and ready for the next stages of his life. And, and that's really where it's at, and that's, that's where it means the most. And, and, um, and so, man, we're excited about what, what has been going on. Again, the internet probably was um, on fire today with, with us um, getting a lot of different type of commitments um, because we've been quiet, right? So, yep. and, and now it's starting to um, explode again. And, and, um, and so I think my recruiting coordinator came in and said, all right, Coach, we're we, we number one again. I said, all right, well, um, that's, that's good. Now let's let's go compete against North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> that, a, that's, that's where my mind be. Well, that's why uh, the, the, that's why you're the best in the business. That is a perfect segue into my next uh, question. You know, it's a short road trip. It's right down the road to a team that look that they should be in the top 25. They've had they've had some tough luck over the past uh, couple of weeks, but this was a team that was really battling for a spot in the in, in the FCS play or in the FBS playoffs they were making their way up to it a, a top 10 team that kept playing they were undefeated so this is a team that that's very much a top 25 team a team that really could have um, got and and competed for a national championship so when you even look on tape of these guys, what, what, what jumps out at you? Not only an FBS team, but a very good FBS team. Well, you know, one of the things, Chris, my eyes is, is prepared to see that type of talent, yeah. right? So when I see that talent, I'm just, I'm just loving it, man. I, I'm watching it, and I'm like, man, that's beautiful. I like that. Oh, I like how coach is attacking in this area. You know, so I'm really enjoying the preparation of watching these guys because they are good and, and, and you know, they're going to do what they do. That's one thing about this football team. They're not going to trick you. They're not going to come in and show you one thing on film and do something else. They're going to run the football, okay, and they're going to let Mr. May do his thing at throwing the football. And that makes it hard because you're so balanced as a runner and then you also balance as a passer. And so, Man, we get a chance, and our guys get a chance to see, um, you know, possibly a top five pick in a in a um, NFL draft next year, right? You get to compete against that, and so now you get to see what that level looks like. <laughs> so it's a lot of guys say, "Man, I want to go to the next level." We'll get a chance to see that in the quarterback play um, in, in Mr. May. So, man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I know my guys are. It, it, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting, but it's going to be tough, right? Um, these guys are are bigger, stronger, faster, and um, but you know I'm thankful that they gave us an opportunity um, to to come there and play them. And um, but we go we 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 come to play now, Chris. We're not we're not going there to roll around and and roll over. We we're going to compete, and um, it's it's going to be fun. But but you're right. This team is a as a team that, you know, they like the Notre Dame. So you got kind of got the top level of your Georgias, your Alabamas, people like that, right? And then um, your, your, your second level 
you know, even though these people might get mad, Ohio State's in your Michigan, <laughs> you know. So, then of course, a Nebraska uh, guy's going right, to say that right. about Ohio State and Michigan, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then you got your North Carolinas and, and um, your Notre Dames who've got two losses, but they're really good football teams. Um, so, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, seeing Coach Brown and, and, um, and, and then competing against his football team. A couple of interesting things that, that, that you said there, talking about playing against this level, showing this level. You know, you have guys that are being looked at right now um, by NFL teams. I think, uh, again, this year you had almost every NFL team, AA scout from every NFL team come to see you guys yeah. either in the summer or in the fall, which is incredible on its own. But, but you have – it's not just one guy they're looking at. They are looking at a lot of guys. This is a game where if they have questions, okay, I know how you do against Maine. I know how you do against these very good FCS teams. How do you do against an ACC team? This means a lot for a lot of your guys, right? No, it really does. And, and um, my two tackles, and I told them after the game because I didn't think they played very well against um, Richmond. You know, quarterback was under stress the whole game. I said, look, man, if we're trying to go to the NFL, we can't have that. You got to shut that down. So now you get another opportunity. And, and by the way, it's a, you know, a FBS team down the street called North Carolina. And now you get a chance to play against those guys and, and uh, redeem yourself, right? And, and that's really where it's at. So it's a great opportunity for our guys to show um, the world and, um, you know, the NFL world for that matter to, um, you know, show them how well-equipped you can play and compete against, the, you know, the best of the best. And, and um, so I'm looking forward to it. I already challenged them. So they, you know, everybody in the world now know that you better be watching my two tackles and make sure that they dominate the football game and, and you know, Hodge have time to do what he do and uh, make some plays for us. So, um, and, and when we run the ball, we got to move them big old guys that North Carolina have because they just like that in the National Football League. So the challenge is out there, 77 and 75. They better be ready to go. Does it make a difference as well, as well as those guys that you had? And, of course, Tyler McClellan, he's a homegrown guy. I mean, you got him out of high school and has turned him into an, an, NFL, an NFL prospect. But does it help that you have – guys that have been FBS guys, FBS transfers, they're not going to be – they might not have seen it for a while, but they know what it looks like. D d does that help you going into a game like this? Yeah, you know, these guys, to your point, this, is, this environment, this stage is not going to shake them anyway. Most of the guys we have um, transferred in from FBS, so they're already ready. Most of my guys who've been here – have played against those guys in 2020. So they're going to be ready. So the stage and the atmosphere is not going to be um, anything that they're not prepared for. But um, at the end of the day, you know, th these guys are, are good. And they got not 11 of them, not 22 of them. They got 85 of them. Yeah. Okay. And so now <laughs> now you got to be yeah. ready to go, Chris. Cause, you know, when you uh, put it that way, it's just like, <laughs> man, that's so many guys. Yes. They got 85 Tyler's. And big mics. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so so here we go. <laughs> yep, yep. Um, you, we we've talked a lot about uh, about 2020, and and I think it's not only that were you on national TV, you were going toe to toe with these teams. We all remember a, a Georgia Southern team, a, a two point conversion away from winning. But in those games against App, against Wake, against Coastal Carolina, you had leads, and in some of those games, you had leads into the second quarter, into the third quarter, these were games, these weren't games that, 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 that you lost by 40 and just showed up, got a paycheck, and went home. You not only were on national TV, you guys showed out. No, we, we really did. You know, I was proud of that football team. Um, it, but, but, you know, Chris, something psychological goes with winning and losing. So, you know, uh, from the standpoint of going out and competing and almost getting there and not giving up and having won every week. So we played all four of them teams in 21 days, right? So all that stuff combined, um, you know, was a great experience. It's a great experience for us and, and uh, my, my young man. And, and, and so 
Uh, this would be another one that, you know, that we can put, you know, the feather in our cap that, um, hey, look, man, we, we compete against, you know, uh, the likes of North Carolina, the likes of Wake Forest. And, and when you talk like that to recruits, man, they, their eyes light up. they like, wow, I didn't even know that. And, yes, we, that's, that's what we plan. And, and you got North Carolina State down the road and, and Duke down the road. And so now you can play all four major powerhouses uh, um, around in this area. And, and, and so, you know, that's, that's really good. You mentioned Drake May when you see him on tape, and this is a guy that uh, was in Heisman conversations and, and will, I believe, be a top five yeah. pick. What makes him special? What makes him different? Well, his poise and confidence. Um, it, when, when you get ready to make it to that next level, you have to have a poise and confidence like no other. Um, and and your, your ability to get back to center no matter what happens um, is very, very important, which is your toughness, right? Because it's really hard to get back to center when something good or bad happens to you. Um, that's really tough to do, and, and only tough people can do that, and, and he's tough. Um, he's a great leader. He, you know, he's been leading this football team to, to victories for ever since he left high school and got the starting job. Um, and so um, and he, he has everything you want. Of course, his abilities, everybody knows that. But a quarterback is judged on how many games he wins. That's what he judged on. He, he's not judged on all this other stuff, you know, can he throw an out, can he throw the deep ball. Everybody can do that. But everybody can't will their team to win and use the talents that's around them to get victories. Yeah, and I know that's something that, that you have said over and over again. That has been the, the, the big difference for Haj Malik Williams. He has always been a great player. He has always been a, a leader. But now he's making, making people better, isn't he? That, that, you know, that's the, the one thing that um, I'm so proud of um, Haj, you know, working hard on himself in the offseason to become that type of guy that, that can, you know, spend time with his teammates um, outside of football. And it, it has nothing to do with can I gain something out of it. It's, it's only I want to give back um, to my teammates based off of what I've learned over the five years I've been here um, under um, Coach Mint at, at Campbell. So this is how, you know, you judge quarterbacks, man. It's how, how can you get this guy to perform at a high level? And he's been doing that. He's been connecting guys to their moments. I think it's very important. And, um, you know, we, 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 got, we got North Carolina, but we got two games after that. Yeah. That, that um, you know, we're going we're gonna to leave this 2023, and he's going to leave here. Um, you know, on a good note. How does that figure into that, Coach? You know, coming up uh, after this game against North Carolina, you go back into conference against the uh, undefeated team in the conference, fifth-ranked Delaware on senior day. Is that in the back of your mind right now? And, and how do you play this game to get to that game? No, absolutely. Um, you, you, you're thinking about that. Um, but but you got to be present, right? So you got to put all your – your, your moments and all your energy into, you know, finding a way to put your guys in great positions to compete against a North Carolina team. And, um, you know, hopefully, God willing, we, we come out healthy and, and we're ready to go. That, that's really my, my prayer. We, we, pray, uh, we play really, really tough and we come out healthy so we can get ready and prepared coming in Monday morning prepare for Delaware, right? This is a great football team, but we, we need to show that we can bounce back from what happened in that fourth quarter against Richmond. One more thing about this game. It's a noon game, which you don't play very much anymore. When, when me and you were coming up, of course, I was in the stands. You were on the field. But, but noon games, it's, it's what they did in the Midwest. You in Nebraska, I, I came up in Missouri, but it was noon games were the games now – They've kind of shifted it a little bit. All the big pregame shows, your game day goes up to noon. So it's actually one of the more visible spots to be on because people are thinking about football. There's some good games on. You're flipping around. At noon, you're going to see Campbell at North Carolina. You're in front of a lot of eyeballs, aren't you? No, we are. And, and um, Chris, it's a, it's a great opportunity 
again for Campbell football to be able to show um, the world, man, who we are and, and, and what we have to offer uh, to young men who want to continue to um, play college football. And, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm excited that it's noon because we get to wake up and drive over there to that <laughs> yeah. stadium and let's, let's go. You know, it's not all day. You're yeah. sitting around. You, you, you know, you're trying to find something to do. Um, no, man, we, we wake up and we go eat pregame and we get on that bus and we head over and we, we play a football game. And, and that's, that's how I like it. And I think my kids and the players are going to enjoy the fact that it's at noon and you're not sitting around all day thinking about, oh, man, we're about to play North Carolina. Now it's just wake up, yeah. let's go play them. Yeah, it's amazing how 3.30, and that was the kickoff at Richmond, literally felt like 8.30, didn't it? Oh, man, it was so long. It was, I mean, you're just sitting around, you're just kind of waiting. And, and the 3.30, 4 o'clock games are really, really tough um, when, you, when you think about um, the time frame that it takes, um, you know, because the, you got to eat a breakfast. And, you know, no, normally you just want to eat one meal right before the game. Yeah. And, and, you know, when it's at four, man, you just kind of eating twice, and, and, and that's just too much. And, and so, man, we, we're excited that, that North Carolina made it a 12 noon kickoff. And, and um, man, we're looking forward to it again. It, it's going to be fun to compete against that. And, and I just really want to see what, um, you know, a top-level ACC team look like in real life so I can put some eyeballs on it and, and, um, and see them up close and personal and, and see what we can do against them. Coaches get fired up for games like this too, don't they? Man, I do, you know. I don't know about other coaches, but <laughs> yeah. one thing about me, boy, I done played this game, right? Yeah. So big games. Big moments, man, I, I get fired up. And, and sometimes I got to calm myself down because I'm the head coach. I, 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 you know, everybody got to be calm and cool <laughs> um, when you're the head coach. And, and, and so um, I, I, sometimes I got to calm myself down, yeah. Chris. And, and this is going to be a moment because of I know the opponent and I know um, the opportunity for a young man to go out there and just perform the best that he can perform, and it'll be good enough. And, and that's what I'm really looking forward to. He is our head coach, and he will be leading Campbell onto the field this Saturday, high noon. It'll be on the ACC Network coming to you from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Through Thursday, you can still get tickets in Campbell's section. They'll have a lower-level visitor's section. Uh, tickets are still available for that. So please go online, gocamels.com to get your tickets for that game at North Carolina or call 1-877-GO-HUMPS. And also while you're there, get your tickets for the final game, home game of the season. Campbell will take on number five ranked and top of the CAA undefeated Delaware coming up in two Saturdays at 1 o'clock senior day in Bowie's Creek. For Mike Minner, I'm Chris Samer. We'll be back after the break with more Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Welcome back into the final segment, Camel Call Live. We are here, not next Monday because of the basketball doubleheader, but uh, every Monday, usually here uh, from the county seat in downtown Lillington. And joining me now is Lyndall Suggs. You know him from our uh, football broadcast, basketball broadcast. This weekend, he will be on the call, two games in the creek, on Flow Sports as Campbell volleyball team welcomes in Hampton. It'll be Saturday at 2 o'clock and Sunday at 2 o'clock. And, and, and we'll start with that, Lindell, the fact that you um, are calling a games on a volleyball team that has really had the most successful fall of any of Campbell's team. Tell me a little bit about this volleyball team. Right now, they are cemented in, in third place in the conference. Oh, yeah, yeah. This team looks great. I mean, coming into the conference, obviously we knew things would be different. Coming out of the Big South, 
Um, my prediction at, at the beginning of the year is that volleyball would be the most ready because they had the most pieces and they're kind of at their peak. And I figured that they would fall towards middle of the pack right outside of the upper echelon. And that kind of seems to right where they're falling right now. They lose this weekend against Hostra, get swept the first day and then coming back um, and in five sets they lose. Um, so they take that, but then they play a Hampton team that's frankly not doing that great. So they're still in position to make the, yeah. the, the CAA playoffs, which is, which is really good. Yeah, um, I, I think that's big because six make the, the CAA tournament, which of course the winner of that punches their ticket to the NCAA tournament. And as the third seed, you don't get a bye but you stay on the other side of bracket of the bracket to Towson, who is hosting the tournament yeah. up in Maryland. They are the defending champions, and they are a team that Campbell has beaten this year. Going into this past weekend, it was a Campbell team. I, I have seen some good runs in my day in volleyball. Not only do they have a five-match winning streak, which is something and something that Campbell has done before, but Lindell, they did not drop a set. No. And they beat some very good teams in that run, including the defending champions. That's just a, a dominant showing. When they are going well, how good are they? Oh, they're, they're really, really, really good. And we have to take into account the coaching. I, I think and the transition from the Big South. Two things. Number one, in the Big South, you play a midweek and then a weekend game when it comes to volleyball. But these back-to-backs, Campbell has really adjusted to it well. Because when you play one team one day, if you lose to them, you get the chance to get that taste out of your mouth the very next day to see if you can win against it. And Coach Grohl has got these girls going extremely well. And I also think that losing a setter in the beginning of the year, they lost one of their setters. They were playing empty set. They were playing with one setter. Now they've got uh, McKenna Shaka back. And so they're able to play it. But it also helped them with their variety in the formations on the floor that they can change things up and be comfortable with it. Yeah, th that's a great point you make because th this is a team that was injured throughout much of the year, played a tough schedule. He always challenges them in the non-conference. And then once they got healthy, they have certainly been on a roll, 9-5 and five overall. And, again, it looks like they will most likely uh, win their last four matches yeah. of the year and at the very least be third. All right, let, let, let's turn the table here to, to basketball because, believe it or not, a week from tonight, why we won't have yeah. a show on Camel Call Live, uh, you'll be on the call for the uh, women's basketball opener at 530 then at 8 o'clock, Campbell's men's basketball takes on Navy. Your thoughts of what you've seen so far from the women's basketball team? Oh, I think women's basketball is going to be more like volleyball. Um, I think that they are ready. They are equipped to handle the CAA. Um, when it comes to women's basketball, rather professionally, or it comes to at the college level or even at the high school level, what kind of separates it? is when you have women that play clean, they don't foul a lot, they know how to pass the ball and they can make their shots, that's gonna be a successful women's basketball team. And when you have a team led by Ronnie Fisher who doesn't play about defense, these girls rather they score well or not, any given night we know that they can stop the other team from scoring and so that is what keeps them in a lot of games and i think they'll be prepared oh by the way you get a shy Tooley coming back yep. the all-time leading three-point shooter in women's basketball history at campbell you get her coming back you get some transfers coming in you get some guys that you sign that are coming in that can also shoot the ball well this women's team is going to be good yeah i'm glad you mentioned that because that brings me back to you were the mc for uh, creek madness which is the introduction of our two teams men's and women's there's a three-point contest there's a dunk contest there's a skills contest in the three-point contest yeah. shy Tooley living up to the billing she hit I want to say it was 11 in a row she missed the first two yeah she hit the rest and then hit one <laughs> yeah. on the missed yeah. one on the last rack yeah it was it was just an amazing thing because you're like okay here's a great she's going to do well in this but a lot of times it's it's different it's not in the game but usually very good three-point shooters don't do as well there as, as you think they are but but yeah that is a big weapon that I think people are maybe overlooking a little bit that that you know this was a team that 
learned how to win without Shy last year, and then they bring her her back um, and, for that as well. And, and credit to Ronnie Fisher with the schedule building because I think they're going to be a dark horse for a lot of people yep. because their schedule is going to be tough. You're playing a Virginia. You're playing a, a UCF. You're playing a Central. The HBCU teams are notoriously well at basketball, so you're playing all these teams. You're playing a high point. You're playing all of these people before you get to conference play, so their record might not look well when they get into conference, but I believe when they get into conference, they're going to make some noise. Boy, that, that is a great point you make, Lindell, because he has put up the most challenging non-conference schedule that, that I have seen. Also only four home games as well, so they're going to be on the road. You're right. You might be at the end of December saying, man, I remember when Lindell and Chris were talking about this team was going to be good. <laughs> the record might not be where we're used to, but, but you're right. That's really going to sharpen them for um, the CAA season. Over on the men's side of things, they have a sneaky they have a sneaky tough schedule as well. You know they will begin the year against a against a Navy team, a much improving Navy team, and what a way to to tip off the season. That'll be eight o'clock coming up um, this Monday. But then they go on the road to an East Carolina team that got a lot of transfers. That I I believe East Carolina is really gonna is really gonna turn the corner with that. Uh, fairly new coaching staff that they have. And then Campbell goes to ACC country and takes on Virginia Tech. So they are really challenging themselves this first couple weeks of the season. Yeah, no credit to Coach McGeehan and all the, the scheduling wizards who do the job to get Navy to come into Bowie's Creek. Last year we had the game where it was like, hold on, UCF is coming for women's. They're coming to Campbell. We're not going to them yep. now. You open the season with Navy at home, and then you have, I call it the annual East Carolina game that you have every year when you go up to East Carolina, and then you play Virginia Tech. So the men, it, it could be very well, and it's not out of the realm of possibility, that they start 0-3, but they, have play, they would have played some good teams, and then going into the, the Campbell Classic, that coming back for Thanksgiving weekend, we'll really start to see how battle-tested this team will be before we get into conference play. Yeah, that'll be really fun. The uh, the Creek Classic is those first three days before Thanksgiving, so Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Idaho State, the Citadel, Campbell, and NC Central. The season tickets on sale now at GoCamels.com, 1877-GO-HUMPS. This year, for the first time, courtside seating as well so um, a lot of fun stuff and and Campbell with a good schedule uh, not only non-conference at home and then of course just being in the CAA conference you're playing teams like Delaware and Hofstra College of Charleston and UNCW there's a lot of talent there w with basketball Lindell but it's going to be a lot like last year, a, a team that's going to have some talented freshmen, some transfers. It is not the easiest system to grab on no. and hit the ground running in. So, so I think we're going to see a, a much improving team as this year goes on, much like last year when they made a run uh, through the Big South Conference Tournament. No, yeah. Speaking of a run, we also have to think towards March as well when it comes to the CAA tournament, which is a lot different this year because – the women or the men go first and they have the entire week and then the women go and they have the entire week in DC it's not you're not playing you know from Thursday to Sunday you're playing from Monday to Friday so it's a different thing and then the the uh the system that Campbell runs is a lot different so they're going to catch a lot of people yep. off guard a lot of backdoor screens death by two if you will in the paint and then they have guys that can't hit the three-pointer that spread the floor. So a lot of development coming from guys that have been there, guys that are coming there, and we'll be able to see kind of the pieces in place in the Princeton office to see kind of how Campbell moves. Oh, by the way, there's a game or two on CBS, which is going to be huge for Campbell when it comes to visibility. Yeah, a couple of great points that you make this because of the travel in the conference. It's a Thursday-Saturday conference. You play on Thursday and Saturday, so you're right. A lot of teams are going to have just half a day really to prepare for this uh, Campbell offense. And Another great reason to be in the CAA, Campbell already has two home games that are going to be on national TV, CBS Network, January 25th, a Thursday at 5 against Elon, and then Campbell will take on uh, their rival, UNCW, that's now a conference foe, February 26th at 8.30 against UNCW on CBS Sports Network. So it's going to be a, a great year. You can go and see the schedule, get tickets online. Uh, kids 12 and under, 
uh, with a paid adult admission are in free again this year. And finally, as we wrap up the show, what a way to start the season. Wrestling is doing it again. If you remember last year, wrestling uh, uh, doing a, a match down at, a, at, the, uh, at the base down in um, Fort Liberty now, um, the, the base down in Fayetteville. Well, they're doing it again. And you want to talk about an opponent, they are going to be on UFC Fight Pass. They're going to be in a hangar. They're going to be opening the season against Army. It is certainly going to be a hostile environment for the Campbell Wrestling team. Well, you want to talk about defending home base. Fort Liberty Literally. is an Army base. Literally. So Army, yeah. West Point, they're going to go down there, face yeah. all those future lieutenants, those current cadets. They're going to have to go down there. And again, they have a different lifestyle than your average Division One athlete because no those doubt. guys, yeah. they have to wake up, PT, class, rigid schedule on top of all of the other academic things that they have to do, then practice meeting all the requirements, field training and different things. I used to live that life a little bit so I can yep. tell you about it. But being on the UFC Fight Pass is huge. Once again, visibility stake and getting Campbell wrestling out there, getting eyes on it once again, and this is the way that you open your season. By the way, we don't have a shabby wrestling program. This is a program yep. that won four straight SOCON titles, which seems to be the premier um, mid-major conference of the South, and they have been doing it well. And so Campbell does what they do well, and now they have a chance to put it on full display in front of the whole world. Yep, and Campbell Wrestling will still be in the Southern Conference, the CAA. That's the only uh, sport that Campbell has that they don't support. And it starts off with a bang. UFC Fight Pass. Campbell will have uh, four different events that they're in on UFC Fight Pass. And credit to Scotty Sintez and his uh, coaching staff for putting that together. They thought out of the box, and they're going to be back on one of the biggest platforms streaming-wise in the entire world as wrestling season starts this Wednesday at 5 p.m. Lendl, thanks for uh, pitching in here. We yeah. appreciate it, and you will be able to hear him on Flow Sports as he will be bringing you the TV broadcast coming up this weekend. Campbell Volleyball back at home, 2 o'clock on both Saturday and Sunday. If you can't make it, free admission. You can um, watch Lendl on Flow Sports. For Coach Minner, Lendl Suggs, I'm Chris Hamire saying so long. Thanks for stopping by. This has been Camel Call Live from the county seat in downtown Lillington. Good night.